they have to bring on more crisis because if they don't bring on more crisis, then they could be caught for their crimes, charged for their crimes and convicted for their crimes. And their crimes are mass murder at this point uh, and mass rape of children. Uh, so this is, an, this is a zero sum game. They've got to play it out to the finish. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks for being here to visit with Jeff Prather, the People's Intelligence Officer. And in this one, we talk about false flags, like that FEMA event that wasn't. We talk about Mossad nukes and the Samson option. We talk about the Mossad's involvement in 9-11, and we talk about the revolution now at hand in the United States. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficits. We're in so much debt, we're driving up deficits so fast, we are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. Gates goes on to joke that one of these Democrat senators received gold bars in alleged bribes. Gold bars, friends, the money of kings. Look, Noble Gold will help you survive the storm that is at our door. And now, this month, Noble Gold Investments is handing out a free 5-ounce silver America the Beautiful coin if you qualify for an IRA. When you invest in gold and silver with Noble Gold Investments, you get harbor from the storm. Now, always do your own due diligence before making any investment decision because there are no guarantees in life. But do not settle for financial uncertainty. Build a foundation to your portfolio with precious metals in physical form from Noble Gold Investments, which has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So why wait? Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. Think about this opportunity and then call 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. Noblegoldinvestments.com is the gold company I trust. Give them a call today. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report here. Glad to have you all back today. And I'm glad to have back on the line, America's intelligence officer, Major Jeffrey Prather is back, friends, live from his car because I think he got hit hard by some storm or something. Jeffrey, how are you, sir? I'm good, yes. Uh, my uh, tower got hit by lightning. So uh, I'm back like our first uh, meeting back in my truck. Well, that works for me. Guys, here's the website if you want to check it out. Beyond 9-11, Eternal Crisis, No Focus. You know, they love to hit us with these false flags. And I'm happy to report as we're having this conversation today, guys, October 4th, 2023, we avoided the zombie apocalypse, that FEMA EBS takeover. I'll show you on the screen the way that looked on my phone. I was curious. By the way, I'm unvaccinated, so I wasn't too concerned I'd turn into a zombie. But you know what? The threat of these things is real, Jeffrey. And the reason that we all were talking about it is to try to get the powers that ought not be to stand down. If they had nefarious plans with that signal or frequency, we wanted them to know that we knew. And if something bad happened, we'd know exactly who caused it. So to that degree, I think it was very important that we were all talking about the possibility of something bad and nefarious happening because of that FEMA EBS uh, takeover. But I'm glad to report I didn't see anything bad happen. I didn't see any zombies, did you? Not any new zombies. There's plenty of old zombies out there. But uh, but my Team America intelligence uh, and communications uh, really monitored this. Uh, and 
They did it. They did not see any changes. They monitored somebody who was jabbed. They did uh, blood pressure, heart rate. Didn't see any changes. Uh, they monitored uh, 911 uh, frequencies. No more calls. Uh, somebody watched a, uh, a coffee house. Didn't see much. Somebody watched a high school. Didn't see much. There were other guys checking out GMRS and sat phones. Uh, no change on anything uh, in particular. Now, I did have some of my team members from various states, and this is all across the country, who got sleepy or dizzy or, or nauseous. Um, uh, but uh, that could be the weather uh, as well. But overall, uh, negative uh, reports. Well, and just to be clear, Jeffrey, it's not a fringe conspiracy theory to discuss these things, right? Optogenics. I know you just interviewed Dr. Lee Merritt. I've had her on the show in the past, too. Todd Callender has been sounding the alarm about optogenics. The 5G system is a weapons system, so it can be used for nefarious purposes. Now, as it relates to the EBS takeover by FEMA on Wednesday, today as we're having this conversation, it did break into the TV at 1.22 p.m. Central Time, as predicted, and it was a scrolling bar that I saw on the TV, and it said, this FEMA broadcast, this FEMA emergency broadcast will take place for 30 minutes. But then it went away, and that was it. I didn't hear any high-frequency sounds other than just for about a second. It was very weird. I don't know. What do you make of it? And the fact that optogenics is real. They do have the technology to do nefarious stuff. Well, yeah, I did a great show with uh, Dr. Merritt yesterday, and I brought her in because I was on a, um, a thread along with Todd Callender and a bunch of other patriots, and there was some um, disunity uh, about this, and I don't want to see that happen because that's what they do is they divide and conquer us and turn us on each other. And the other thing they do is there's always a PSYOP first to prepare the ground, to prepare the battlefield. The first PSYOP is in the garden. Uh the uh, the PSYOP before the pandemic uh, uh, per- got everybody to get the, the bioweapon that is not a vaccine uh, and then the booster system. So there's always a PSYOP. So I was trying to reassure my family uh, about this. Uh, and uh, we did put the phones uh, uh, in uh, bags so because I'd sell a lot of Faraday stuff. My daughter put it in a, a thinner uh, bag that she moves with. Um, and uh, she was able to get a signal from that. So that was interesting. That's one of these portable ones. And it was probably worn out. Uh, so we just really bagged that. But I said, you know, this is all about fear. The seduction of evil process is after oppression is obsession with oppression. Uh, in this case, worrying about that or fearing that. And Yeshua and the angels always say, don't fear, fear not. Uh, but that obsession can lead to an infection of fear, which can g- lead to an infestation of fear, which can lead to possession. And that's really the same thing that can happen uh, with the gene expression changing, uh, because it's not so much the, what changes in the gene, uh, but the environment of the gene. And I think that's where the teslapheresis, the optogenics uh, come in. Uh, and I think that's where Dr. Merritt had such uh wise uh, information about the 5g on the on the water towers changing the water because we are structured water and water has a memory uh and that's why we pray before meals and pray and have baptisms and all of that well i'm just really glad that nothing terrible happened 
So for those that would malign any of us for having the conversations about a FEMA takeover being unusual and about 5G being a weapon system, anybody that would insult anybody having those conversations, I think that's very short-sighted. You know, as I've cited so many times recently, all these people can do anymore is gaslight the American people. All they do is lie. And just about every time we turn around, there's a major event. When there's a major event, it's a false flag. 9-11 the 7-7 bombings, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, the COVID lockdowns, they're all essentially false flags. So it wasn't fear-mongering to have these lucid conversations about the possibilities of this EBS takeover by FEMA. It was we, the people, trying to prevent these fear-mongers from doing something really terrible. And I think we may have gotten them to stand down, Jeffrey. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that's that we, oftentimes I'll put something out uh, like I outed who I think was head of the Q team back in the day, Ezra Cohen-Watnick, because I had intelligence that Barr was going to arrest him uh, and then it didn't happen. So really good intelligence. If you put it out there, you never know if how well it works out or not. So I think you're exactly right. But, you know, th it's a stealth poisoning, just like it's a stealth 5G war. And so the effects of the 5G uh, on the water towers and everything like Dr. Merritt's talking about, we're still not sure about. Uh, and so that's a long term uh, affectation of what happens with our water. Uh, so there may actually have been something that we start, still are not aware of. But the direct mission that everybody was thinking, everybody turns into zombies. Uh, no, the tranked zombies in San Francisco bent over. They're already zombies. The people who are going to mask up again, they're already zombies. Yeah, I think that's very true. They continue to uh, fail the IQ test, right, with the masks. I just saw a woman today in the waiting room when I went to a vision appointment wearing a mask. Why? I don't know. These people are crazy. They failed the IQ test. So as we've established, 5G is a clear and present danger, right? It's a weapon system. The other clear and present danger is what I'm showing on screen right now. We just passed the other day, $33 trillion in stated national debt, Jeffrey, just the other day. And it's already at 33.5 trillion. This thing is exponential and out of control. And the deep state continues to pull out all of the stops, including targeting the once sitting president with nonsense while the Biden family commits all measure of treason, open borders, pedophilia, pay for play, literally taking bribes from the mayor of Moscow, taking money from China. And here's Donald J. Trump on the possibility that he may be the next Speaker of the House because Kevin McCarthy is out. Listen to this. Who should be Speaker? Who should be Speaker? Who should be Speaker, Mr. President? Uh, a lot of people have been calling me about Speaker. All I can say is we'll do whatever's best for the country and for the Republican Party. Would you take a job? We have some great, great people. Would you take a job? A lot of people have asked me about it. I'm focused. You know, we're leading. I don't know you. I'm sure you don't read too much in the papers. But we're leading by like 50 points for president. Now, my focus is totally on that. If I can help them during the process, I would do it. If I can help them during the process, he would do it. Guess what? Marjorie Taylor Greene was just on Alex Jones today. I was listening while I was working out. And she is going to officially nominate this man, the man you just heard, to be the next Speaker of the House. And I think they only need 218 of these Congress critters to get him in there. That would be a game changer, sending the establishment, the deep state, a very strong message from we the people, Jeffrey. We're not going to take their crap anymore. We're done with rhinos. We're done with sellouts. 
Yeah, that's a step in the right direction. So, you know, I kind of look at politicians like fish. They all start to stink uh, after a few days. Uh, if it's an incumbent versus somebody come in, I prefer somebody coming in. If it's a veteran versus a civilian, I generally prefer the uh, veteran. But the important thing here is, from my view, is that the intelligence community controls the Congress. They have uh, extorted and seduced a lot of them and blackmailed a lot of them. And that's why the uh, House Senate Committee on Intelligence is so important. Uh, but as we get patriots in there and come in and they and they are less controlled, uh, that improves it. The fact that there were whistleblowers in front, FBI whistleblowers and IRS whistleblowers in front of Congress uh, was is great because 15 years ago when I was blowing a whistle, there was no chance of getting in front of Congress, anything like that. So uh, we are taking ground. It's a long fight. But a simple political solution, I don't I don't have much hope for. Well, you know what? Let me tell you this. My buddy Bix Weir sent an email blast out today. He's a silver and gold guy. And uh, I'm loosely quoting Bix. He said the demon rats would rather see a zombie apocalypse than Donald J. Trump as the speaker of the House. So I'm kind of excited just to put a you know, just to put the salt in the wound of these people, because they're so demonic and they hate our nation. That's why they're targeting Trump. So I think it would just be a really, really powerful message to send them if that man, Donald J. Trump, became the Speaker of the House. Well, that's very true. They So they have to bring on more crisis, because if they don't bring on more crisis, then they could be caught for their crimes, charged for their crime, crimes and convicted for their crimes. And their crimes are mass murder at this point uh, and mass rape of children. Uh, so this is an this is a zero sum game. They've got to play it out to the finish. Uh, and so that's why they're going to. They, so they will burn it all down. The problem is, if they burn it all down, if it all collapses, then they can't pay their Praetorian Guard, their intelligence community, their FBI, which is the counterinsurgency. Uh, so that's uh, an important issue that they've got. They've got to have enough of a system to control, but they've got to have the system so corrupted that they can still run it. I want to play a clip for you in just one second. I want your reaction to this because Kevin McCarthy really has done nothing since becoming Speaker of the House, okay? He's dragging his feet on targeting the Bidens for their corruption and going after them and impeaching Biden. He was kind of forced to do that, but he hasn't done much else. And so the temperature coming from these rhinos and so many of these Republicans is so lukewarm, it's pathetic. And I want you to listen to this clip, the reaction to Kevin McCarthy being ousted. I think it's very telling. Those eight people are anarchists and they're Chaos Caucus members and the fact of the matter is they get their power from the 212 Democrats voting with them all of the time. And so they have demands that nobody can meet. And I think Kevin recognizes that nobody can meet their demands. And the conference is going to have to figure out how we, how we deal with, uh, you know, eight people that are here that candidly aren't interested in governing. They're more interested in, you know, grifting. It's they're interested in grifting. Eight Americans came together to try to bring justice, law and order back to this country. And this man says they're not interested in governing and they're anarchists. Are you kidding me, Jeffrey? What is wrong with these damn people? Career politicians, I guess, huh? Well, they are career politicians. They are clearly sold out. Whatever they say they are doing. I learned that uh, a long time ago. And eight, that's a pretty good number. That's almost a full uh, A team. But, you know, Jesus couldn't even fill an A-team. So uh, getting 8 to 10 or 12 uh, good uh, Patriots together is a real accomplishment. Uh, McCarthy did exactly what he was supposed to do, and that was uh, stop everything from happening. He did exactly what he was supposed to do for the deep state, 
for the Uniparty. Uh, but again, we're starting to see fissures in their system. That's the crucial thing here uh, from my point of view. This is the revolutionary strategy of early Christianity where you have men of integrity coming into a failing system, just like you saw with the uh, Roman Republic that fell. The American Republic has fallen. So it's a corrupted deep state run by an emperor, but the emperor is controlled by the Praetorian Guard. The Praetorian Guard uh, is failing too. And so we're starting to see men and women of integrity step in there. That's the big difference. So that makes me very hopeful. And I am always hopeful and faith-filled. Yeah, I know you are. And uh, we're not out of hope yet. In fact, I think things are just heating up. Uh, by the way, when this clown you just saw mentions demands, they have demands that we can't meet or demands that can't be met. What the heck is he talking about? Shoring up the borders? Ending child trafficking at the border? No more money for Ukraine? The money laundering operation? What demands is this clown even talking about? Yeah, what you hear him, uh, he's worried about his power base. Uh, as opposed to all the issues that you just uh, talked about, uh, that's that's where their focus is. Uh, and slowly the resistance is building, and even in Congress it's building. And when you can see the resistance building in Congress, uh, that's significant. Um, but again, it's from my view, it's a ground base up, uh, starting at the county level uh, and building up from there. But these are good signs. Um, these are important good signs. Perhaps these are the birth pangs of the revolution that we've been waiting for, right? A revolution, a peaceful revolution to try to flush the deep state and take our nation back. And believe me, I don't think Donald J. Trump is a savior, but man, these people sure hate him for putting America first. And that tells you everything you need to know. Let's listen to Jim Jordan now. Let's get uh, Jim Jordan's response on this thing, because I think Jim Jordan would very much like to be the Speaker of the House. And he was very much in Kevin McCarthy's camp. Bad situation. They did a tremendous amount of damage to the country. They did a tremendous amount of damage to our ability uh, as Republicans to rein in spending. By the way, those eight people did tremendous damage to the country, this clown says. Are you kidding me? Look at the Biden administration. Look at the national debt. Look at the open borders. Look at the war with Russia. Look at the money for Ukraine. Look at the child sex trafficking. Look at the treason, the treason, the endless treason coming from Washington, D.C. And this clown says those eight people are the domestic terrorists. Here comes Jim Jordan. Mr. Jordan, how disappointed are you with the speak what happened here and Speaker McCarthy? I thought it was un, I thought it was unfair to unfair to Kevin. Uh, Kevin, I think, has done a fine job. And he and I came in together. He's a good man. Um, and he didn't deserve this, in my judgment. You, will you run for speaker? That's a decision for the conference. So are you open to it? All right. We have a clip I want to play from Matt Gates here in a second. But do you have any comments on anything we just talked about here, Jeff? Yeah, that's that's very revealing. And I've seen these hearings where they're, they, they bluster and then afterwards they go up and shake hands with each other. And so that's very revealing of, of what Jordan is really about. And I've seen that over and over. There's only a few... Uh, Gozar Biggs, I worked with them back in my Fast and Furious days. Uh, there's only a few, Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Greene, just a handful uh, of real statesmen up there. The rest are paid off uh, prostitute po uh, politicians. Let's listen to Matt Gates here, and then I kind of want your thoughts on who you think should be Speaker of the House. Could it be Matt Gates? Now the man behind today's effort that led to the ouster of the now former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Congressman Matt Gates, joins me live. Congressman, thanks for being with us tonight. I, I want to get right to the criticism, the chief criticism by some of your GOP colleagues that we've been covering that it, and, and the angle made the point that it took your aligning with Democrats and even 
pals of Liz Cheney and the Republican Party like Ken Buck to produce a result that as of now has no solution. So what's your response to that? Well, the solution's quite easy. We should get to electing a new, more conservative, more trustworthy speaker immediately. And I'm calling on Patrick, Patrick McHenry, who currently is the speaker pro tem, to reconsider the decision that he just made to send everyone in Congress home for a week. This is not the time to go home for a week. We should stay and elect a new speaker. That's the path ahead. As far as the criticism that I worked with Democrats, the yellow brick road of working with Democrats was paved by Kevin McCarthy. Whether it was the debt limit deal, whether it was the continuing resolutions, this is a guy who was willing to partner with conservatives on the frivolous, right. but whenever there was a spending matter, he partnered with Democrats. That said, Speaker McCarthy's time is over. I wish him well. He wishes him well. Well, that's fine and dandy. Here's the problem. These Republicans have done absolutely nothing to quell quench or neuter the power of the Biden administration and their weaponized agencies, Jeffrey, by funding the government, you continue to fund this tyranny and treason. And McCarthy and the Republicans had the power to defund the government and bring a swift end to all of this. But I guess nobody in Washington, D.C. really wants to do that because they love the money. They all love the money. They like the bribes. They like the they like the stock tips. They like going in, becoming a representative for five, six, seven years, whatever, 10 years, and then leaving a multimillionaire. I guess that's what they love more than God and country, Jeffrey. And I'm sick of it. We're all sick of it. Yeah, that's that's very true. And that's what happened uh, in Rome. They kept building more villas on the hills of Rome uh, until there's nothing left, until it collapses. Uh, and the barbarians coming across um, the border uh, are the same kind of barbarians that were coming across uh, into Rome, the Goths back then, and all that begins to fall and collapse, but they're trying to shore that up. Uh, and so that's where I really see uh, this going. I don't see uh, a real solution here uh, because I think it's got to get so bad uh, that it will almost uh, collapse back to regional and state uh, areas. But I think uh, Gates is doing a great job uh, Gozar Biggs, uh, Margie Taylor Green, just a handful uh, of others that are trying to make a difference. But they didn't say anything about Ukraine or Afghanistan or the border, like you said. But also, if you'll notice, uh, the Biden impeachment effort was, I think, uh, purposefully uh, mishandled and poorly handled. All the witnesses, they did not go after the things they should have gone after. George Webb's Blackberry reports, for example. All of that was clearly uh, made to not work as well, just like with the charges coming against Hunter uh, are for uh, guns and IRS, not for child rape. So they are trying to manage uh, their damage, uh, but they're at least they're having to react. So that's a step in the right direction. It is. It's a step in the right direction. The other thing that's important to remember is Americans are waking up in droves as this man continues to be persecuted. And I mean, persecuted in ways we've never seen as we turn into Banana Joe's Banana Republic. This civil fraud trial in New York is absolutely as pathetic, lame and obviously political persecution as what happened to Alex Jones with his show trial, his kangaroo judge and kangaroo jury. There wasn't even a jury. The jury was told by the judge that Alex Jones was guilty and their job was not to discover his guilt or innocence. It was to figure out how much money he owed. Same thing going on here, Jeffrey, with Trump, where Judge Engerin has said this guy has no right to own a business, a building or anything in New York. He needs to sell everything and get out. Is this America or is this a banana republic, Jeffrey? 
This is now a banana republic. I said it would be like Venezuela, and it is like Venezuela. Uh, and on the streets of Venezuela, I would see the marginales, uh, the marginal people living on the streets. And now we have that on the American streets. But what's interesting about this uh, is the founder's genius uh, with the three branches of government that reign each other in. We've seen that it is very difficult to corrupt that final um, judicious, judicial branch because it involves the people directly. So with the president, the executive, uh, the um, commander in chief, we get somebody we elect. Uh, with the Congress and Senate, we get people we elect. Uh, the, the judges are selected, but the juries then are of the people. And the jury selection, if you've ever been through one, is not a jury of peers. Uh, but still, it's hard to corrupt. And we've seen this over and over. For example, <laughs> you played Laura Ingram there. I haven't been on Laura Ingram uh, since I exposed Eric Holder uh, for running Fast and Furious guns. And, you know, that was like the last time that I was allowed to be on there. And yet I was proved right uh, about everything. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse came along and they said, don't testify. He goes, no, I want to testify and was found innocent uh, of everything. Uh, while the guy the guy over there in Wakosha, the black terrorist, I forget his name, was found guilty of everything. They went after Flynn the same way. They went after Trump the same way. And so we're still seeing at least one branch of government at one level of that one branch still not corrupted as we make inroads, uh, not just judicially, but in the legislature as well. So it's a slow, hard, long fight, but the resistance is building. The terrain is human. They are losing terrain. They do not hold the terrain and we are taking terrain. So an analogy, if I'm understanding you correctly, a good analogy would be they, the deep state, is Ukraine, and we, the people, are Russia, right? Because all day long, all we ever hear from the mainstream horror media and officialdom is Ukraine is kicking Russia's butt over there, and they're winning the war. We know that's not true, and now guys are literally, Ukrainians are literally surrendering in mass because they don't want to fight, they don't want to die, and they know they don't have a chance. And the Russians had opened up a channel. Did you hear this? A communications channel allowing Ukrainian fighters to surrender, giving them a location so that they wouldn't be killed. See, Russia wants to de-escalate this, but the Biden administration and the deep state swamp, they want to escalate it and they want to take us right into World War III if they could. Yeah, I have heard that. And, and really, while that is uh, signals intelligence, it's also a psychological operation. It's kind of the same thing we did in the first Gulf War of dropping leaflets, uh, but it's putting out a radio frequencies because we had loudspeakers too. I used to jump loudspeakers and then have to walk uh, ruck with the rangers that, that wasn't fun but it's working very well uh and ukraine is really the biolab for uh the deep state or global cabal because it was supposed to be the first digital country and that's a failure because the fifth generation war that they're trying to wage there putin has countered that with third generation uh bullets and riflemen and russia is just getting started as far as fighting goes so the the global cabals biolab that is Ukraine has failed. America as a biolab for uh, the global cabal is failing too as well. And you can see this, all you got to do is look at ESG. Environmental social governance is falling. It's changing. No one is backing it uh, anymore. And at the same time, uh, China is failing. China, by the way, was trying to interfere with the uh, emergency broadcast system uh, today, uh, did not, was or was not, then maybe that is a false flag uh, as well. But China is also failing. Uh, 
um, within 100 years, it's one birth policy uh, and its lack of resources will show it to fail. Now, Europe fails along with that as well. But the important thing is the array of enemies against uh, us uh, is failing across the board. And I always liken that to the movie The Outpost. If you've ever seen The Outpost movie, which is a true story about Afghanistan, where some genius general puts this outpost surrounded by Afghans cliffs and they attack them from all sides. And at the end, uh, they're still there. They're still surviving. And the captain leading the QRF, the quick reaction force, come when he finally gets there, it's, battle's over. Uh, he's late. But he looks down and goes, glad they're on our side. And that's what winning looks like. You know, that's very interesting. And uh, let me just show you one other thing, folks. Uh, I did an interview with James Rogowski, and everybody should check it out, Demolishing the World Health Organization and Global Inc., right? We got to bring an end to this because we know what they want, right? They give us their phony wars, right? Ukraine versus Russia, where Lindsey Graham goes there and meets with Zelensky and literally says to the guy, it's the best money we've ever spent because he's a slug and a rhino. Meanwhile, the real war is the World Health Organization and the United Nations aligned against we the people. So listen to that interview with James Rogowski. We've got precious little time left to stop the WHO treaty, uh, which will circumvent our sovereignty as a nation. Again, though, easy answers to these things, guys, just do not comply. So I want to play this clip from our president, Donald J. Trump, because I think he sums up the corruption with his anger and his eloquence very well right here. And the whole system is obviously corrupt. Today, if you read the New York Law Journal, they basically say they have no case against Trump. But I'm here, stuck here, and I can't compare. I'd rather be right now in Iowa. I'd rather be in New Hampshire, South Carolina, or Ohio, or a lot of other places, but I'm stuck here because I have a corrupt attorney general that communicates with the DOJ in Washington to keep me nice and busy because I'm leading Biden in the polls by a lot. That's all this is. This is election interference. They made up a fake case. They're fraudulent people. And the judge already knows what he's going to do. He's a Democrat judge. In all fairness to him, he has no choice. He has no choice. He's run by the Democrats. I know this city better than anybody knows this city. There's nobody knows it like I do. He's a Democrat judge out of the clubhouses. He's controlled, and it's a shame. What's going on here is a shame. Our whole system is corrupt. This is corrupt. Atlanta is corrupt. And what's coming out of D.C. is corrupt. Our whole system is corrupt. Here's the good news. The cup half full news, Jeffrey. He's showing everybody. He is showing everybody in this country who can think just how evil and treacherous these demon rats and rhinos are. And that's a gift because that gives us the chance to stand up and take our nation back peacefully, but very, very strongly. We're done with this crap, Jeffrey. We're taking our nation back. We are. And, uh, you know, years ago, I applied, when I was leaving active duty, I applied to FBI and CIA and thought I wasn't good enough. And I ended up DEA and realized I was too good for FBI and CIA, but later on, I exposed through open sources, not revealing classified information, that the DEA's Special Operations Group has an office uh, where all members of the intelligence community sit and they gather signals, signals intelligence, and then they pass that over to all members of the federal law enforcement uh, branches, FBI particularly, and say, now develop your own PC, your own parallel probable cause which is really fruit of the poisonous tree. 
And that's been done for years now. And now we've seen it being done to President Trump. Uh, but we see it failing because it's all based upon classified documents and all based on legal fantasy. And so every everything they threw against me failed. Everything they threw against him will fail, just like it, everything they threw against Kyle Rittenhouse. The FBI had drones overhead. Uh, they had a child molester and a baby, uh, a child molester and a, a wife beater with an FBI agent behind him, pushing them on to kill Kyle. Kyle uh, survived as well. So it's a long, hard fight. But th th we do see a continuity of solutions here uh, that if we align with freedom and life and God, that we can win. But it's not fun going through it, I can tell you. No, but uh, I think we're reaching a vibrational state in human history where people are really waking up on a cellular level. I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic, but it reminds me of the discussion back in 2012 with the end of the Mayan calendar that a great awakening was at hand. And here we are just 10 short years later, and it really does feel that way. These people, the controllers of this world, the controllers of the darkness of this world are being exposed, not only for their crimes against we the people, but for their crimes against children, their crimes against humanity. They want to depopulate the planet they're eugenicists and they're Satanists. And it's all being revealed. Jeffrey, this is the good news. No, that's very true. And if again, if you look at history, empires last about 250 to 275 years. If you look at scripture uh, with the activation of Israel as a state in the day at the end of World War II, scripture is no longer history. It's now news. Uh, the mark, uh, it's all coming true with uh, pharmakia. The great men of the world were fooled by their pharmakia, by their sorcery. Uh, it's all coming true. Uh, and it's a difficult time, but we should not fear. Uh, we should be glad that we are the ones here uh, to endure it because God wouldn't have put us here uh, if we couldn't uh, do the job. I, I can look back now and see how God prepared me for all of this, even though, you know, when I was going through it, I had no idea and I certainly didn't enjoy it. Yeah, well, we're very glad that you are on our side, Jeffrey. And uh, let me just make one more point here. I want your thoughts on a freedom party. Isn't it time to have a real independent, a third party, a freedom party, for lack of a better name, Republicans and demon rats? Because we know what the DNC is all about, right? They rigged it for Hillary over Bernie. I'm not a Bernie fan at all. The guy's a socialist communist. But Hillary was the deep state's choice for president. The DNC rigged it. The RNC rigged it in 2014 against Ron Paul. Okay, we see this rinse and repeat stuff over and over. The DNC is rigging it against JFK Jr. because they don't want him to even be in a debate. They don't want any debates. They just want to hand select their candidate, which is Sleepy Joe Biden or Michael Obama. So let me do a screen share and get your thoughts on this. RNC threatens to ban Ramaswamy and I don't care about Christie, from the next GOP debate for unsanctioned dialogue. So now we can't even have dialogue about the issues that concern American citizens unless the RNC approves such dialogue. The RNC is corrupt to the core. The DNC is corrupt to the core. RFK Jr. should launch his own political party. Maybe the Freedom Party is what it should be called. I don't know, the Liberty Party. You tell me, is it time for a third party? If you were RFK Jr., and you knew you were being railroaded by the DNC, what would you do? What should he do? No, I think that's a great idea. And I and I have loved what he has said, the, the depth that he has gone into about Ukraine, about the bioweapons, about the assassination of his relatives uh, is really staggering. You don't see uh, politicians of his level uh, talk like that. So again, 
I'm all for building the resistance. I'm not really for much of a political solution at the higher levels. I think the political solution starts at the lowest levels, at the county levels, um, uh, and then moves up from there. But uh, to have RFK in there, I think, is is great. You know, uh, Biden won't give him Secret Service protection. And then last week they brought in this obvious um, Fed to act like he was going to hit him. The guy had a, a Pinkerton badge and a Marshall's badge, and they didn't take off his uh, magazines when they were arresting him. Uh, kind of like the, the Patriot Front stuff. It was another uh, complete act. Uh, but the important thing is that the resistance is building uh, across America, and therefore we are bringing people up. But that really, it's going to be kids right now who are seeing this that are going to grow into this. I'm training my my children uh, to be in this resistance movement. That's how long I think it's going to take. Uh, but I love to see uh, what RFK is talking about. Uh, it's, it is very refreshing to see that level of depth. It reminds me going back to Lincoln and, and Washington speeches. Yeah, I think it's a revival. I think people are really, really starting to get the spirit of liberty right back into their DNA. So many of us have been asleep for far too long. And I think the spirit of liberty is reawakening this country. And now we just need God and a little bit of divine intervention to help us take it back. Hey, final topic for you. Have you given any thought to or put any intelligence work into the idea that there will be a epic, horrible event sometime between now and the end of the year, according to remote viewers? Now, I'm not into the remote viewing thing. You may know more about it than I do, but I know men who stare at goats, the CIA, it's a real deal. <laughs> the stuff does exist, right? Well, this one remote viewing group has come up with what they're concerned about. They say uh, high explosive events in American cities may take place here before the end of the year. And some of the sketches they drew look akin to nukes going off in American cities. What do you make of that? Is that something we should be talking about? I don't want to fear monger. Well, remote view viewing is real, but it really, from my point of view, uh, you know, as a Christian chaplain, also someone who's been in uh, Japanese martial arts since 1967 and have studied with grandmasters in Japan, that's a symptom of, of sourcing to the divine. It's not something you can really control, but certainly it's real. And I actually know some of the men who stare at goats. I know the, the guy that Clooney paid, played in the movie and my old uh, seven special forces group was involved in all that. So yeah, that's all real. Uh, do I think more of that's coming? Sure. We just saw in England, a fireball. We've seen all these sabotaged food processing and ranches and farm. Uh, most of that stuff doesn't burn. Uh, we haven't had a school fire in 40 years. We haven't lost a child to a school fire because everything is fireproofed. Much of that is the same way in the food processing, at the farms, at the chicken farms, and yet they burn because they are being sabotaged. So uh, do I believe in remote viewing? Certainly. Uh, do I think something like that is going to happen? Uh, certainly. That's, that is highly likely. Um, will it be successful? That's the key. And my take here is no. And there's a reason for that. And this is important is everybody always thinks that bombing make will make the enemy quit. And it, it never does. It builds resistance wherever you look, except for nuclear war with Japan. That's the only exception. Um, but the rest of every time there's bombing, if you look at the, the Nazi bombing of England, C.S. Lewis comes out of that. They, they rally. You look at the, the Vietnamese um, bombing, all of that. It always builds resistance. Why? because it, it makes conditions more primitive and people have to neighbor up, they have to tribal up. Uh, so when that happens, that will have the opposite effect. It will not 
lessen resistance, it will build more resistance. Okay. Uh, I like your answer, and yet I hate your answer, because you just basically <laughs> said that it could certainly happen before the end of the year. I hope that's not the case, but let's just warn the audience here. If it were to occur that a nuclear weapon or a dirty bomb or multiple weapons like those went off in American cities before the end of the year, we know what they're going to do. The deep state will be responsible, in my view, for having done this, and they will blame it on either China or Russia or God knows who. But the point I want to make is that Israel has the Samson option, and it's widely been known for many years that uh, if Israel doesn't get their way, the Samson option is setting off a nuke in an American city or cities. So I just want to be real careful here as we talk about this. If and when something horrible and demonic like that happens, in my view, it won't be Russia or China, right? It'll be the deep state that did it to try to bring us to our knees and stop this uprising, this spiritual revolution that we have happening in this country where people are waking up. They want to just bring us to our knees. Do you agree with me on any of that? I don't think it would be Russia or China. No, I do. In fact, I wrote a book called Chase that was originally a movie script with my friend and veteran Wes Studi, uh, the uh, Cherokee Academy Award winner and Vietnam vet, and Val Kilmer was going to play in it. It's about a SATEM, a small atomic uh, demolition munition coming across the border. We had backpackable nukes. They were kind of dipped die in place missions. Uh, but that's what 9-11 was. Mossad was in on that so that the United States force would go against uh, their enemies, along with the deep state, the FBI, the CIA, bringing in the Israeli art students. But uh, first off, uh, nuclear war, as we think of it, is now irrelevant. Mutually assured destruction, the mad doctrine worked. And I wrote my master's paper on this when I was getting my international um, uh, relations uh, degree as I was getting my ROTC commission back at Ohio State back in the day. That worked. It's over. But uh, as a PSYOP, uh, a small atomic demolition munition launched by Israel, launched by the deep state, the CIA, yes, that is totally possible. The damage, however, would be minimal. Now, we got to remember, Putin just went into uh, of fallout shelter and just called out ahead of time that the U.S. might do this. So he may have just prohib- prohibited that from happening because he s- talked about the biolabs. He was right about the biolabs. He talked about the Nazis. He was right about the Nazis. So now he's talking about uh, U.S. launching a nuclear strike. He's probably right about that, too. Putin is not a good guy, but he is our ally because the enemy of our enemy is our friend, is our ally, rather. And he's against trannies. He's against biolabs. Uh, he's against the deep state and the global cabal. Uh, so it may happen, but a, a small atomic demolition munition launched inside a city where there are big buildings doesn't go very far. An airdropped uh, nuke, that's different because of the fallout. That's a bigger problem. Uh, but that likely uh, will not happen uh, either. Uh, and there's ways to even simulate EMPs without nuclear blast as well. You recall a while back where California was talking, getting the stop, drop and get under the desk thing again. That was totally a psyop. And the the problem with that is if you create too much of a crisis, like uh, that Democratic black uh, congressman pulling the fire alarm again, which is what they did on the night of January 6th. They pulled the fire alarms. The conservatives went out of their rooms and then they locked them out. Then the Capitol Police rounded them up. If you do too much of that, you lose control of the system. Uh, So even if they do do it, uh, it won't be uh, catastrophic. Um, It's not an extinction level event. 
at all. The extinction level events are now with the bioweapons uh, and the do weapons. Uh, and that's a slow kill, which is anywhere estimates are between 16 to 20 million uh, dead and a 1 billion um, jabbed, injured. Uh, and that will continue. Luc Montagnier, the Nobel Prize winner, says everybody who took the jab in 10 years and a decade is dead. Uh, that may be. Like Dr. Merritt said, it's a slow stealth poisoning and kill, not quickly. And so I see that the same way. So even if it is a nuke, I think it would be uh, a small nuke. Uh, and I think it would really be for PSYOP purposes. I tend to agree with you now that I'm really thinking that through. That does make sense. And uh, I think these people are crazy enough to do it. See, that's the scary part. The deep state is so entrenched and so out of control and so hungry to retain power that we cannot put anything past them, which is why we were talking about this FEMA thing, right? We had threads, email threads. You're a part of it. I'm a part of it. You know, Todd Callender, so many of these doctors, part of it, because we want to be aware of the nefarious plans of these people and then make the public aware to try to get the deep state to stand down. I think maybe to some degree we were successful with the FEMA thing today, but you make a good point. Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm and nothing's going to happen to him, right? He pulls a fire alarm to prevent a vote. And we've got Jan Sixers being sentenced to 20 years in prison for walking peacefully through that same building. It is the deep state exposed. These people are snakes. They're evil to the core and they're so evil that they might actually pull off a nuke false flag. You can't put it past them. They actually are capable of such evil, Jeff. No, no. And, and what I'm saying there is on after the night of January 6th, the guys who weren't arrested went to their hotel rooms uh, and some um, deep staters, uh, Antifa, Blantifa, Trantifa, FBI, UC, CIA, who knows, pulled fire alarms. The January 6ers went out outside. They locked them out. And then the Capitol Police rounded them up because there was a curfew. So that's a TTP. That's a technique, tactic, and protocol that we can identify. If we still had real 1811 federal investigators, we'd put all these pieces together, just like we'd put all these pieces of these sabotage together. It's not hard. It's pretty evident. But they couldn't even handle the impeachment uh, of uh, Biden. Uh, and that is purposefully mismanaged so they can continue to do what they're doing. But again, as if they collapse the system too much, they lose control. It turns out like Sri Lanka and the people are swimming in the, play, uh, the palace uh, swimming pool. So that's their that's their fine line where they have to look like they're doing something, just like the FBI has to look like it's doing something on occasion. You know, you just triggered a memory. I remember seeing video of that. The Sri Lanka palace overrun by the people after essentially that criminal government fell. See, this is a paper tiger, isn't it? What we have described, Washington, D.C., look at that $34 trillion in debt. It is a paper tiger ripe for collapse. Their corruption will bring them to the precipice of collapse. And that's where they stand right now, on the precipice of collapse. And I'm not even talking about our nation as a whole. Certainly a debt tsunami like this one is really going to hurt everybody in a reset in any sort of way. The crash of a dollar, a horrible thing. But I think the writing is on the wall for the snake vipers den known as Washington, D.C., the whole thing's ripe for collapse and it needs to collapse under its own corrupt weight. It's a banana republic. The people need to take their house back, just like the Sri Lankans took the palace back. No, if you if you look at history and you look at scripture, it will collapse. And they are neither Goliaths nor geniuses. They are mostly failures with father wounds from Nietzsche to Lenin to Marx uh, to the Clintons to Obama. They're all failures with father wounds. And that's really what motivates them. Uh, 
And, you know, we know who our father is, our real father in heaven. And that makes uh, all the difference. And, and that's where we are. So, you know, I've gotten to serve with the tier one guys, with the finest warriors in the world. And I'm always impressed by their fortitude, but their fortitude is backed up by their faith. Uh, and they don't have that. They have, they have faith in nothing. Uh, the non-binary choice, even computers are binary. It's ones and zeros. It's male and female. It's good or bad. The non-binary is the lie. And so they've got nothing to hold on to as things get worse. And, um, and so I think you're right. I think uh, uh, we are winning. I often say that, although it's hard to see when you're in the trenches what winning really looks like, but they are failing and they are reacting. Well, I want to pay it forward and I want to show at least one of your websites here, American Media Periscope, guys. And uh, George Webb, tell us about this. I interviewed George Webb back in the day. It wasn't even that long ago, probably a couple of years ago. He does really interesting research. Uh, I think he's a smart guy. What did you guys talk about? Oh, George and I are old time friends. Uh, He does great intelligence. He's way ahead of everything. He's really tracked the Blackberries uh, that the deep state have put out uh, so that they can communicate. Uh, on their on their own. Uh, we were uh, recently talking, um, uh, I think it was about uh, Laura Loomer uh, on Alex Stein, and I've even had Alex on my show, but Loomer is more about the show uh, herself, where he's a real reporter. He's one of the few real reporters that we have out there. Uh, Harry the Greek uh, is another one, uh, and really exposing what's going on. So the the, the deep state Blackberry also, he exposed, I think I that show, I had him on the anniversary of 9-11, uh, and he was talking, so I have a video that shows how you take back a, a 747, on the, and it's filmed on a 747. He uh, complimented that by showing how at fl- the Flight 93 crash site, uh, there was uh, supposedly anthrax found, and then later on, the anthrax that was mailed to the congressman actually came from Fort Detrick. So even 9-11 was about bioweapons. Uh, and if you go back to the, the British opening up China, it was opium as a bioweapon. And it always comes back to the biological aspect of the weapons. Just like today, with, with what Dr. Merritt was saying yesterday, it's really about the biological aspects of the weaponry uh, via the electromagnetic radiation. Uh, not a nuke radiation, so to speak. Although, you know, the Russians have assassinated a couple of people uh, with that. But it always goes back to bioweapons. That, that's kind of the thread uh, that I was really uh, impressed with uh, on that. So, because we think about, the, you know, the images, the planes flying into towers. And the deep state made a big mistake with that. Uh, and the mistake was they gave us a rally point. So we, when we saw the, the planes, planes flying into towers, that united all of us. It even used to be on the, uh, the TSA uh, shoulder patch, and then they changed it. Now they're not letting us have rally points. So now we never really hear about Las Vegas, even though it's a uh, political assassination between Saudi royal family. We never really hear uh, about what happened uh, in Maui with the do weapons from the CCP. We never really hear the bioweapon comes out of Fort Detrick and goes to Wuhan eventually. It's because they don't want us to have any rally points because they want to keep us separated. The, the deep state learns their lessons too. And that's, I think, the biggest one they learned from 9-11, that the towers were a big mistake for them. The towers were a big mistake for them. It was too obvious, right? World Trade Center 7 especially. World Trade Center 7, which the BBC reported about the collapse of that building 10 minutes early, 
with Jane Stanley standing there broadcasting live, saying the building has collapsed. Details are sketchy. As the Solomon Brothers building stands behind her, the satellite signal fails. Ten minutes later, the building she just said had already collapsed, then did collapse at freefall speed, and the mainstream horror media ignored it. It was just too obvious. Do you think that one of the planes, maybe the plane, the Shanksville plane was meant for World Trade Center 7 and something went wrong? Uh, the intelligence I saw from special forces going into caves in Afghanistan, whether it was for the White House or uh, Congress. Uh, and again, you know, I think plans flew into buildings. Uh, George Webb does, too. I was on both ground zero shortly after that, which doesn't mean they weren't also rigged for explosives uh, by the the Israeli art students. Um, it doesn't mean there weren't do weapons as well. It's not an either or thing. And I think that's really important to, to point out to people is to not let that uh, divide us, because those are simply tactics. We need to look at the overall strategy to identify the enemy. Uh, and be on the same. And we got to get past all our minor differences. Uh, that's where we have had problems. And that's, you know, what I was trying to resolve by having Dr. Merritt on in, in that thread that we were both on, I guess. Well, as we part ways, let me just say one thing again. Our cup is really half full if you realize that uh, we're in really dire times, but the people are starting to recognize that there is such a thing as a deep state, a satanic cabal. The rulers of the darkness of this world, we'll get to that in just one minute. But it was Woodrow Wilson who said, as he was thinking about the men in business and industry in this country, he said, they know that there is a power somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete, so pervasive, that they had better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. Now, all of these years later, we know about the Rothschilds. We know about Zionism. We know about satanic ritual abuse. We know the power that these people worship. They are beholden to a dark kingdom. They literally worship Lucifer. And as we round out the conversation, see, this is the great awakening. It's actually happening for now we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I think Woodrow Wilson was talking about exactly that. I think those passages are very similar. Ephesians 6.12 and the words of Woodrow Wilson. But now we can all see it. Woodrow didn't want to speak above his breath when speaking in condemnation of it because he didn't want to get called out and he didn't want to get assassinated by these people. But now there's too damn many of us, Jeffrey. We're waking up in droves. We're going to take our world back. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you did that. You know, I, I have ChristChapstick.com. Uh, and I kind of talked about that. I'm kind of going through revelations uh, as well as I try and understand that. But I don't think we could ever really understand it until now. I don't think we understood the mark uh, until now. I don't think we understood the life is in the blood uh, until now. But we're starting to be able to understand uh, all of that now. Uh, and it's really exciting because uh, Torah and New Testament are no longer history lessons. They're now news. Uh, and so we just got to... Uh, stay abreast of it uh, and try to fulfill it and align with God as much as possible. Yeah. So I, that's great. Yeah. I, I liked your show with, uh, with um, Dustin Nemos, by the way, as well. I don't agree with everything he said, sure. uh, but you know, the essentials there, so for example, the great men of the world, pharmacia were uh, fooled by their sorcery. You know, that's a, that's a scriptural quote. Uh, but I'm certainly not against any one group and and uh, don't uh, don't want to do that. Don't want to fall into that trap as well. Just like I don't want to divide us against each other. Yeah.
No, I agree with you. And thanks for saying that about the interview with Dustin. I think he does uh, interesting research. Zionism to me is the real problem because it's Joe Biden who said, you don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. And I am a proud Zionist. You know, I used to say early on when I was a kid, I'd say when I was a young senator, I'd say, if I were a Jew, I'd be a Zionist. I am a Zionist. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. So that is the elephant in the room. Maybe that's what Woodrow Wilson was talking about, Zionism. Yeah, if you go back to Talmud, uh, the, the Pharisees put Talmud over Torah. Torah is God's law. And Yeshua says, I come to fulfill the law, not get rid of it. And he says in Matthew 23, when they, when they sit in the seat of Moses, you can listen to them. Because when they sat in the seat of Moses in the synagogue, all they could quote was Torah. But he said, but don't listen to the rest of the time because they've overlaid Talmud uh, over Torah. Uh, and that is really the satanic beginning of that. Then, then you get Catholicism that comes in. Then you get Protestantism that comes in with Calvinism. Then you get everything gets maligned and it doesn't hardly look like Yeshua's message anymore. But that's why we got a homeschool, home church uh, and homework uh, and and regionally neighbor up with each other. And it becomes more difficult to fly uh, and to uh, move around. We will return to our basis of states. Remember, Lincoln wanted Lee to lead the army. And he said, no, I'm a Virginian first. He identified with his states. And as people move, move less and less, uh, they will begin to identify with their states more and more again. So we will get back to our foundations. That's where we're, that's the revolution is really back to our roots. Back to our roots, indeed. A spiritual awakening, I pray, is on this country and uh, a little divine intervention will get us over the hump. That's my hope. Jeffrey, you're always generous with your time. Thanks again today for your time. Uh, how do we pay it forward for you? How can people support you and your work? Uh, they can follow me at uh, jeffreyprather.com. My Prather points are Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, and my Prather brief on American Media Periscope is uh, at americanmediaperiscope.com. Uh, and my Friday show, uh, Prather Point, again, is on um, Brighton TV on Fridays. All right. Very good. Major Jeffrey Prather. The People's Intelligence Guy. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you, sir. Thank you. All right. The People's Intelligence Officer. All right, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'll remind you for free every single day. Check us out at thephaser.com, thelibertymill.com, and sgtreport.com for the real news, the antidote to corporate propaganda, and all of those mockingbird mainstream media CIA lies. God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. You mentioned Travis Kelsey earlier, and you're seeing that those celebrities, he's he's with Taylor Swift now, and you know, power couple, you know, and, and uh, he's he's doing commercials showing off. You can get the flu shot and the vaccine shot at the same time, and and it's just it's just reprehensible. They're doing that because they they have to know 